A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Blue Jays Today, where we always have something to say about the Blue Jays. I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And I'm your host, Adam Peddel. And today, we're going to be doing our first ever Q&A session. We asked you guys Woo! on our... Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we asked you guys on our Instagram and Twitter to send us in your questions, and we've got a whole list of them right here. Yeah, you guys um, really popped off yeah. on this one. Thank you. Like, yeah. I'm pretty excited about this, so... Yeah, we yeah. really want to see. We really want to engage with you guys more, and this is just another way for us to kind of engage with you guys on our actual podcast rather than just social media, so... Let's like dive into it, shall we? Let's dive in. But before we do, please make sure to subscribe and like, you know, the shameless plug. You always got to do it off the top of the video. So let's get into it. Yes. Um, all right. Well, let's start with our first question. I think that this one's super topical. Considering that he pitched literally today, mm. um, we were going for the sweep also, guys. We're uh, recording this video right after... Um, we just uh, took it up, took a loss to the New York Yankees. Sadly, mm. it was a seven to two loss. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't our best performance. And pitching in that game was Tanner Rourke. The question comes from Capital Underscore City Underscore Sports. How do y'all feel about Tanner Rourke? Um, How do you feel about Tanner Rourke? I mean, well, in his last, like, we signed him to be an innings guy and a command guy and to give us that, um, to give us that consistency. And really over, like, this season, in, just in general, he hasn't been great at all. His command, just been watching the games, has been way off. But his barrel percentage is, lit- wow, it is, it is huge. It is bottom 6% of the league right now at uh, 13.3%, which is... Right just bad and mm-hmm. like every time i see this guy out he's just not good his era is definitely inflated up to 5.6 but i think that's even before today's game so it's probably even more now um, yeah i mean and i'm looking at like he he's a sort of guy who relies on all five pitches you know and what i love about this uh baseball savant that what we're looking at right now is it tells us exactly the percentages to what pitches he throws and even at his lowest pitch, his changeup, he's throwing that 14.3% of the time, which is very sizable. Now, looking at in 2020, I'm going to read you guys off uh, the batting averages of his pitches. So this is the batting averages of you know people against his pitches. His four-seam fastball, 351. His sinker, 355. His slider, 333. His curb, 386, and his changeup, the pitch that he throws the least amount is 231. That's not good. So his batting average against has got to be messed up. It's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely, when you look at that, it is definitely far above, it is far yeah. above 300. Interesting. Um, we, we literally watched the game today the command was all over the place it's like it's either way out of the zone or it's literally over the heart of the play i've, I've yeah. seen a couple pitches like he threw a couple curveballs like literally on the edge uh-huh. uh, that was probably his best pitch i saw tonight but here's the thing tanner roark i think he's getting it phased out when it comes time for postseason mm-hmm. tanner roark's gonna be 
not in the starting rotation. I don't want him no. there, man. Like he's not going to be there. No, he, he can't be because he's just so inconsistent. Like, and yes, you're right. You know, he does occasionally throw a really nice pitch, but a broken mm-hmm. clock is right twice a day. And I think that's mm-hmm. what this is with Tanner Rourke. Is you know he peppers it all over the place. Occasionally, he gets one that's really good. Yeah. But I don't think that we can count on this guy when it matters. Yeah. You know, considering that his ERA is 5.6. Unless he does something miracle next year in a full 162-game season, like, he's he's just not going to be in the team when, we, when we're going on to uh, play World Series games and playoff games. And he's not going to be there. Yeah. He's not going to be there when we're yeah. playing, when we're playing Completely agree. We're going to move on, but uh, I just want to toss out, like, one interesting stat right now. Like, I love how they also give the percentile rankings, and mm-hmm. this is for 2020. But he's in the ranked 12th, uh, like in the 12th percentile in the MLB for expected ERA. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. He's, uh, you know, in the 10th percentile in expected slugging. That's horrible. Um, it's just really, yeah, really bad that across bar- the board. That barrel percentage is horrible, too, in the 6th percentile. Like, that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's horrible. Agreed. Um, um, okay, yeah. so I think it'd be cool to transition to another pitching question since we're on it right now. Uh, and Mantle Doe. Uh, he asks a cool question. He says, uh, who's your ideal 7th, 8th, and ninth inning guy? Can I answer yeah. this right off the top? Sure. Um, Garrett Cole, Max yeah, Scherzer, yeah. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like I mean, if we had those guys in our 7th, ninth, and 8th, who the hell is starting pitching for Right? Us? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's um, a mishmash of Bieber, Verlander, and yeah, some other guy. Some, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, that's an easy one. Expecting that we're going to have a healthy team, Mm -hmm. uh, for right now, I would say, uh, it would go for me, Dolis. I really like Dolis. It would go Anthony Bass and then it'd go Jordan Romano. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now you're thinking maybe where's Ken Giles? I just literally haven't seen this guy enough this year. And I think the bullpen has gotten to a groove that like Ken Giles now has to work his way back into that. Uh, into that closing role, and they've even, they've even said that he's not going to be the closer when he comes back. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to have to find his place in that bullpen. But right now, I would say definitely Dolis, Anthony Bass, and John Romano when healthy. If if, if we're if John Romano's not in the lineup, then yeah, Ken Giles is going to be given that uh, one of those roles. Yeah, uh, I seventh or eighth, I really say. like Dolis. Um, you know, Bass, I like. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I, I just trust Elise more. Um, I, I think that, like, it's it's so tough because we have a lot of guys right now that I want in that clothing, closing spot. You know, like, obviously, Ken Giles is, you know, super talented. And Romano showed that he has the stuff. Um, both are injured right now. And both, you know, hopefully, I, I heard rumors that Ken Giles could be back uh, as soon as, soon. you know, like this weekend, this weekend. yeah um, so that would be awesome um, but yeah like I think okay like if, if all of these guys are healthy and performing at the level to which I think they can perform mm. I think my mm. ideal would be um, you know maybe Dolis Romano Giles or some some form of those mm-hmm. guys um, mm-hmm. if they were all at the level that we think right. but you're you're so right we yeah. do need to phase him back in yeah um, and hopefully he comes back and is lights out 
Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I mean, that would just that would just give us more positive problems in the bullpen. Because then I was like, but wait, what about Anthony Bass? Right. <laughs> Where is so so? Then you could almost do this in a situation. If you're going back to back days, we were trying to hit W's. You could do one of these situations. You can go Dolis in the eighth, and then you can go Giles in the ninth, and then on another day when you're trying to win, you could go um, Anthony Bass in the eighth, and then Romano in the ninth. Yeah. You have four closers in the bullpen. And, and that's the thing. Dolis can close games as well. He closed one out the, the other day and did an excellent job. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like three up, three down, and really mm-hmm. good job from him. We have four guys who can close games. And even A.J. Cole, you could toss into that mix of, like, when we need someone to be a setup, mm-hmm. you could toss A.J. Cole. You could toss Hatch. You could toss a lot of guys in that position. Totally, Our totally agree. is a unit, but those are what we think would be our ideal 7th, 8th, and 9th guys. Would absolutely agree, brother. Um, you know, what hasn't been super great for us so far, though, has been the starting pitching, and we've talked about that on a couple other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I have one question here from KC underscore Coughlin, and he asks, and this is about free agency coming up. He says... Is Trevor Bauer and George Springer two players the Jays should go after in free agency? Um, and what do you uh, think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Like George Springer would bring that veteran presence that we need. And and coming into the season, we needed outfield. Our outfield has been good. I mean, we have Hernandez, uh, you have Gurriel, and then Grichik has shown signs of positive. Uh, enforcement with that approach, but it has been kind of falling off lately. So yeah. it wouldn't hurt to get that another veteran presence mm-hmm. to just give them more stability in the lineup. Well, and then, I mean, you're also mm-hmm. understating the fact that George Springer is like really, really good too. Oh, you know, yeah, veteran really, presence, but like also really like a great yeah. player overall. Um, oh yeah, you he's know, in like the he's, top percentiles in a lot of things. In in a lot of stuff, he is struggling a little bit with the average this year. But I would like to point out that his expected batting average is two eighty seven. So even though his regular season batting average is two forty four, that indicates that he is getting extremely, extremely unlucky so far mm-hmm. this year. Um, and, I you know, you, and I think if you look at like Houston, like they're. Are they going to look to sign this guy back? I mean, mm-hmm. they had they had their years, they had their window, yeah. and now with the they scandal, <laughs> and now that they're not, we're literally better than them this year. So uh, far, and their yeah. pitching has been injured, and the pitching has been pitching used to be their best, one of the best things, and it's been not as good. Their offense is one of the best things, not as good. Right. So, just, you know, getting George Springer back. Uh, getting George Springer on a free agent contract would be really yeah. ideal. It is. It is something to state though that you know, like. George Springer would be expensive. He would be expensive. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what deal he's on right now, but I think it's something like the 20 million range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine that he's going to command, you know, similar to that, maybe even more money mm-hmm. uh, in the free agent. Like he's coming, he's age 30. Uh, so he's going to want to cash in mm-hmm. sort of like Rendon did last year. He won't command something like Rendon, but he's still going to command like a lot of money. And I think if we were going to dole out money, I would I would prefer to target a Trevor Bauer. Mm. Um, like He also is going to be a bit of a veteran presence. And if you look at some of the numbers that he's put up this season, um, you know, he struggled a bit last year, but so far this year, he has been so, so dominant. Uh, 2.05 ERA. Um, he struck out 61 through 44 innings. He's got a whip of under one at 0.86. 
He's high in expected ERA, 97th percentile. He's high in expected slugging, 92 percentile. Uh, he's just across the board, like really performing out of his skin right now. Um, so now what? Do, now I gotta ask, well, how much are we gonna pay him if we've paid Ray, Ryu 20 million a year for four years? That's a you know, and it's tough to say because Bauer, um, you know, Bauer has a career ERA of 3.97. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like he hasn't been at this level his whole career, but he has shown stints of years back in 2018 of 2.21. You know, it, really, really good. I, so I yeah, don't know. Would he, like, would he be up there in like the more like a Wheeler kind of era, or maybe somewhere think, between Wheeler yeah. and Garrett Cole? I think it depends. Like I think it what? depends like how he finishes this year. Um, either way, like I. If I'm being completely realistic, I don't think that we're going to be able to afford either of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, well, I mean, we have the cap space. We have the cap space, and it all depends on what the management decides to do. Yeah. If they feel, and maybe that uh, state uh, talks about how the Blue Jays finish this year. You know, if we finish this year, and not only do we make playoffs, but we maybe even make it like a little bit of a run in the playoffs, they might be saying to themselves, Hey, you know what? We need a Trevor Bauer. Let's dole yeah. out $150 million, buy yeah. the guy, and, you know, really go for it next year. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, Ryu, then you got Bauer, and then maybe one day, like, a Nate Pearson, yeah. and then a fourth guy that we find with our, like, million pitchers that we have yeah, right I now. Mean, like, that That's going to be our rotation for the for the postseason. That would that's be, be, that would be our kind of, you know, like, we're, this is our rotation now, and we're going with it, and... Yeah, so I think if we were going to dole out the money, I would prefer a Trevor Bauer. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, um, yeah. we're going to need to see where we're at after this year. Yeah, like I would I would agree with you on the Trevor Bauer. Because, like, I mean, George Springer would be a nice, nice staple in the lineup. For sure. uh, it's just we have a lot of our prospects who are positional mm -hmm. players um, that are coming through. Like, you think about Austin Martin. You know, yeah. Austin Martin's definitely a piece that, like, one day, like, he could play third base, but I would love to see him play. In that outfield spot, be a kind of utility guy, kind of like uh, kind of like Biggio. That yeah. would be great. I I, I want to transition now to another question that we had because um, mm. we're talking about contracts, we're talking about outfield. Another guy who plays outfield is Hernandez, and where do I have it? Right here. Oh, I got yeah. it right here too. Uh, it's a uh, so we got a guy coming in. He is uh, instant name is four and m underscore cards underscore, and he asks. Do you think the Jays should re-sign Teoscar to a long-term or short-term deal? So I'm actually just looking up right now Teoscar Hernandez's current contract to see what we have him on. It's a and rookie contract. We have him still on the rookie contract until um, 2020. Like, he'll become a free agent in 2024. So we still have him on some good like arbitration years yeah. right now. So we gotta get him to an arbitration contract. Yeah, next it's year. it's gonna be arbitration for like you know a year. And How much then did another... we sign him for for the arbitration though? Several million. I mean, yeah, for for arbitration one, it's like typically you're not getting your like crazy money right now. But I could see us signing him to a you know like a one year arbitration of. Four million, something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that would be more than reasonable for what he's done this year. Yeah. This guy's been unreal this year. I mean, like this guy's like top ninety nine percentile on bare percentage mm -hmm. slugging, ninety eight in hard hit, ninety eight in exit velocity, ninety seven yeah. expected on base average, and then his batting average uh, expected has been top ninety seven percentile. Yeah, he's been unreal. So I think this guy is well deserving of whatever he wants in the off season five. 
give me five million. I'd give this guy five million. I'd give this guy I'd give this guy five million. I think the better question is, you know, if for instance he wasn't on arbitration, he was gonna be an unre- unrestricted free agent mm-hmm. next year. Because right now I'm looking at this and you know, I coming into this year, neither of us were high on T Oscar no, at all. In fact, we were very, very low yeah. on T Oscar. Yeah. But you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, well, with what he's done this year, Break and year. and you know, like the amount of money it would cost to pay him, which wouldn't be too much considering he'd be on an arbitration, mm-hmm. we have to we have to ride this guy out and see if these numbers are actually legit. But if he was to be entering free agency next year, you know, would you want him on a short year deal or would you want him on a long term? I'd give deal? him like three to four years. I give him. Th- he's twenty seven years old. I'd give him till he's like thirty, thirty one years old. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair enough assessment. I mean, like twenty seven is a good age for a player to start coming to his prime. And we all knew when we got Teoscar Hernandez in the first place his potential, and he's literally hitting it this year on all fronts. And I think this guy's worth at least another three to four years, um, especially if we're not going to get George Springer. Let's get to Oscar Hernandez. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I think like, yeah, it's tough to say because like his numbers are, it's one of those, it's one of those things guys where his numbers are so overly better than anything he's done in his career that you, you anticipating at least a little bit of regression. And I guess, like, if he could even, if he would regress, you know, if we could get a solid, you know, 270, two, even 260 hitter out of T. Oscar with the power that he has, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. And I'd be okay with having him on for three years. Granted, we're yeah. not, you know, we we make a deal that is not just based on this year, but also takes into account what he's done in his career. Mm-hmm. And we don't pay him. You know, we don't much. pay him George Springer money. Yeah, we don't pay him George Springer money. I mean, like, and what would be great if we grab him for a long-term deal in the offseason. We're going to break down him, like, eventually soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can even see his expected batting average jump from 220 last year to 331, yeah. which is even more than what he did, what he's been doing this year. Agreed. And that's all because of his change of approach. Yeah. Little hint to what we're going to talk about in the future video. Yeah. But I would pay this guy less than a George Springer, but I think it'd be a great deal. A lot of a lot of it has to do too with his hard hit rate and his expected slugging and his barrel. But it's just like all of the thing, all the metrics that have to do with hard hit rate, he is top top tier yeah. in those. So, so another another question that like I wanted to get to. Sure. Uh, we have Tiasker out. We have Rowdy out now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're facing a lot of decisions in our lineup. And we've talked about this. We touched on this. But I want to talk about the, the, specifically the game today. And the question comes from BlueJays.PrimeTime. And mm-hmm. it's, what are your options on Charlie Montoya's decisions? And or, yeah, opinions. Opinions. Yeah, he meant yeah. to say opinions. Okay. But uh, he said options. Right. Um, but what are your opinions on Charlie Montoya's decisions? And it's, I think he's treating these guys a little too lightly. He's not treating them like professional ball players. No. And it, Randall Gritchick actually had an interview with John Boy Media uh, yesterday uh, about like him getting an off day. And, and Gritchick literally said in that interview, like when Matua comes up to him, he's like, hey, do you want an off day? He literally went, no, I do not want an off day. Of course, any professional player should say that. And he did it anyways. Charlie Matua did it anyways. And the thing is, Charlie Matua is not trusting his players to perform at the caliber that they should be playing at. And when you're giving your AL player of the week an off day before an off day, that's just, I just, you're I think you're in your head. Guriel, right? Guriel, yeah. yeah. I, my, my problem is, and it keeps coming back, there's one big thing that he keeps doing, and he keeps 
batting Travis Shaw <laughs> in the three spot. Why are you doing that? And I just I don't understand. It is not working. Travis Shaw is not performing at an elite level. And like you said, we had Guriel popping off. You know what? had Guriel <laughs> popping off. Why not bat Guriel third, and then he gets a day off tomorrow? It, it's funny because you we're literally talking about Guriel and Travis Shaw. Guriel pinch hit for Travis Shaw in that third spot when it mattered. So it just tells you that Charlie Toy in his head knows, damn, I should be really batting Guriel in a prime position right now. And he takes out his third hitter, which you would never do in any other lineup. You never take out your third. You, you pinch hit for the bottom half of the lineup. Mm-hmm. But he took out Shaw. So that just shows me that he actually has buried his opinions. He's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but he's doing it for some analytical reason. I don't know what he's doing. But you need to trust that Guriel, you want to see Guriel in that third spot. You don't want to see Kevin Biggio, Grichik, uh, Telez, he's injured. Hernandez is injured. Bo injured. Guerrero, even Joe Panic right now. Mm-hmm. Villar, um, I'm not sure if I said Guriel yet, but mm. definitely him. Mm, These man. are all guys that I would rather have bat third yeah. than Travis Shaw. Yeah. I said Joe Panic. Yeah, I don't I'd rather like have Joe Panic, but Joe Panic at least over the last week, 14 days, has been consistently good. Travis yeah. Shaw has not been consistent. Get it in your head, Charlie Montoya. Yeah. Bat him late. I think there's. we're going to post a, uh, a photo soon on our Instagram. But in that ideal lineup when everyone's healthy, Travis Shaw is not in that ideal lineup. No. I'd, well, VR is batting in the 8th spot. And then Jansen rounds it out. And Telez is batting in the 7th spot. And so there's no room for Travis Shaw anywhere. I have no anywhere. interest in him. I want to transition to because... It uh, that question kind of leads into something that my dad actually asked Gregory Palalog on Instagram. He said, "You guys rightly came down hard on the players for the insane number of running er- uh, base running errors so far this season. But what about the coaches? Why aren't they accountable on this? And what should they be doing to get these stupid mistakes out of the team? Number one is a little bit more firepower." From Charlie Montoya. Yeah. I I don't see anything from this guy. Yeah, I mean, like, baseball managers are notorious for being laid back whenever, but they only get fired up when like, when an umpire makes a decision on the on the field and they, they yell at him. But even then, he doesn't do anything. He kind of no. reminds me of, like, a even more laid back John Gibbons. And John Gibbons was pretty laid back. Yeah. Um, so, here's the thing. They made, they made a report that... Uh, Montoya and some other coaches talked to the position players about their base running mistakes, and they said, ah, oh, remember, be smart, but be aggressive. And, like, that doesn't mean anything. You could tell anyone that. You could tell a five-year-old that. But what you need to do is you have to start disciplining, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to start doing that whenever they make stupid mistakes. And today we actually we saw a small glimmer of hope. When um, Jonathan VR didn't run out a pop fly on the infield, and and Montoya walks over, pulls down his mask, and goes, says something, da 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 da, puts it up, and then walks back. I mean, that was, ooh, yeah, that, that was, was the <laughs> highlight. 
I I think, you know, well, first off, you know, what do they need to be doing here? They need to be addressing this in practices. They need mm. to be looking at the base running errors and fixing them, not just ignoring them and hoping that they go away. I and a lot of times there's been, you know, a lot of excuses thrown around. Oh, we haven't had a full off season. Oh, we, you know, had COVID. And I completely and utterly understand that up until a point. We are now more than 40 games into the season. These, you know, growing pains should at this point, I think, be yeah. sorted. Guys, you've been playing baseball your entire life. Yes. How are you, How is it not ingrained in your head when a ball hits the dirt? You have to instantly, A, make a decision. Do I run or do I not? The answer 99% of the time should be run. Mm. I run. If I see the ball hit the dirt, my instant reaction should be run. I don't care if you're fast or slow. You're going to get there most of the time. A large percentage of the time. And there's so many situations that you go over in practice that you should be... It should be instant gut reaction. And if you're not doing that, and I agree, you should be doing that before the game. You should literally have a base running practice. Yeah. Don't ignore fielding, ignore hitting. Have a base running practice. Go through, go through every situation that we have messed up on and get it right. Yeah, get it right and make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, mm. Okay, uh, we got a couple more here. Mm. Um, I really like this one because it makes me think a bit. And, mm. But it comes from uh, Dodgers underscore insider underscore. And he asks, would you accept Gavin Lux for Kevin Vigio? For me, the answer is yes. Oh, um, my answer is no. All right. I have a different I'm, reason why. I'm interested to hear your answer then. Be it my answer is Gavin Lux was the MLB's number two ranked prospect in all of MLB. That's really, really good. He's 22 years old. He's shown in the minors that he is an elite, elite talent at baseball. And even though he hasn't done incredibly so far in the majors, he has only had um, 107 at-bats. Uh, and his batting average is very similar to that of Kevin Biggio's. Two years younger, and the prospect pedigree is huge on this guy. I think it's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those trades where I love Kevin Biggio, and I love what he's been doing. Um, I just think that, you know, we'd be getting like a player of much higher ceiling in Gavin Lux. No knock to Kevin Biggio. They also play the same position at second base. Yeah, for me, it's uh, for me, it has to do with the amount of uh, offense that Kevin Biggio creates. Uh, this guy is incredible at at bats, his ability to be his lead, uh, he's 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 proven to me this season that he is a leadoff hitter. He is by far the most perfect leadoff hitter I've ever seen playing baseball. Like literally, his at bats alone, I'm just whipping up right now. His swing take profile generates 14 runs just by his ability to take at bats. Gavin Lux is one. He generates one run, and again, all short sample size. These are young rookies, but. Kevin Biggio, A, has been grown up with other big other players who have big league dads. So that's chemistry there already. He he's he I, I'm a big fan of big grown 
um, star talent. Uh, and just uh, picturing Kevin Biggio traded for Gavin Lux, like picturing that would just feel like un, uneasy. It would just wouldn't feel right. And I just love Kevin Biggio's approach to the plate way too much to just give up straight up. Well, I don't think it's giving up, though, to be trading away for uh, like what is supposed to be, you know, an elite, elite um prospect right it's supposed to be like literally like uh well i mean like guerrero was number one consider that this guy is number two would you you know would you trade it away biggio for guerrero it's you know and here's the thing i maybe and but based on what we've seen this season like biggio has proven that he's a staple on this team biggio has been doing extremely well Well, gavin lux hasn't proven that he's a staple on the team no and i mean like i said he's had 107 at bats very short sample size we'll see if gavin lux develops into the elite player that people project if he does i think that it's gavin lux if not then Kevin biggio with what he's been doing and his ability to take pitches is probably the right choice um, I think we have, or for me anyways, I have, oh, two more questions. Two more, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of them is uh, pretty simple. But uh, let's talk about one right now coming from Not After 30 podcast. And that is, is the Jansen-McGuire combo working or do they need a vet in? Seems like Jansen has <laughs> a hard time catching Ryu. And it seems like the Blue Jays have already kind of answered this question yeah. um, by bringing a vet in. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese McGuire got sent down, and yeah. replacing him is uh, Caleb Joseph. Yeah, which I already love that decision in itself. Yeah, uh, just mean, to bring someone else in the mix. Yeah. Reese McGuire was just so abysmally awful this year. Um, you know, he had to get sent down. I know that he was, you know, kind of heralded as like a pretty solid catching prospect as far as hitting goes. But he showed absolutely none of that this year, hitting below, uh, you know, uh, 100, uh, hitting like 0.73. And like, honestly, Danny Jansen has Mm -hmm. not been doing a lot much better. Like he had that great uh, grand slam the other game. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) But we haven't really seen a lot of offensive production from Danny Jansen. Yeah, like he's honestly, his offensive numbers have gone down. Now, granted, these are different at-bats and plate appearances, but... 247 in 2018, 207 in 2019, 149 in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's why, honestly, like, we didn't, no one's asked this, but a, an idea guy that I would love to see in his contracts up at the end of the season, it would cost a lot, but it would be GT Real Muto, and that problem would be instantly solved for the Toronto Blues. Yeah, that, that would be, you know, a godsend, right? Like, you, we'd be getting mm-hmm. literally, like, the, the current and active best player at their position um i mean if i'm being realistic you know i i guess like yeah like we have to bring a vet in just because like these guys like between the two of them have an average of like you know literally 100 like it is so it's just it's just an absolutely dead spot on the lineup they can't be playing this bad um, you know, you got to hope that Jansen, like Jansen also was talked about as being a really good catching prospect and his defense has been pretty good. But in this question, it also says mm-hmm. he has had a hard time catching Ryu. Yeah. And we've seen that. We've seen Ryu yeah. shaking him off and their chemistry is not where it needs to be as a catcher mm-hmm. and a pitcher. And we've talked about, or I've heard Buck Martinez uh, speak a lot about um you know their chemistry and how it needs to grow and, and develop and get better yeah. um 
yeah, I mean, like, it, we, we should get a better catcher. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, even if it means getting another prospect, which we have one in the in the works, um, but or signing one in the offseason, just give us one. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even mind, like, you know, making a making a small trade for one that mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, just some, like, even just, just like a 200 average. Like, that's that would be much yeah, better like than literally. what we're getting. Like, literally. I would totally. Give me Russell Martin that. back. Honestly, yeah, I mean, like, You're not not now, Russell Martin, but right before Russell like, Martin, I would take him. I was complaining about him so much in 2015, but you know what? Like, was he like better or worse? Oh, than way better, Martin? way better than it, Danny Jansen. Yeah, like, it's way better. It's tight. Yeah, it's it. Either way, like the catcher situation kind of sucks right now, yeah. and regardless of what we do, we need to do something. Mm. Um. So Our last question. Yeah, you want to ask yeah. this one, considering it comes from um, you know. A guy with a name called J3. Oh, that was not the question that oh. I was referring to. Oh, I, oh, I, I was referring to the one coming from your mom, but I guess we have oh, uh, no. two oh. more questions. Well, there's so. two more questions. Uh, J3 goes, how are the Jays going to replace Hernandez's production in their lineup? And I was, and our, my initial reaction uh, two days ago was, Rowdy Tellez. We need Rowdy Tellez back in the lineup more because he's getting benched by Montoya. Yeah. Now it's not Rowdy Tellez. So, Rowdy is now on the IL. Sadly... So who, how, how do we replace him? Well, first of all, Bobochet. He's got to come back. Mm-hmm. We need Bobochet back to replace both of those guys. Oops. Uh, and second of all, we need people to get hot. We need Vladimir Grouchy yeah. to get hot. I think I really do think that the biggest, the biggest piece here is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, you know, he is like he went through a phase where he was starting to get hot, and now mm-hmm. he has gotten really cold again um and i think they showed it today he was batting like 179 through his last 10 games or something like that either way uh like he's just not performing at the level that you know we need from him um and that you know we were hoping for out of him and hernandez really stepped up rowdy telez was starting to step up guriel has stepped up biggio has looked better and bichette has stepped up the person who has not stepped up at all, but has actually taken a step back, has been Guerrero this yeah. season, and he was—he's supposed to be the guy to lead this team to a potential World yeah. Series one day. Yeah, he's got to be our power bat, and like, if there's any time to step up, it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. So I think the next, uh, the last third of our season, we got to be looking at Guerrero, and I and I feel bad for the guy, honestly, the fact that everyone has him under a microscope because of his prospect potential. He's just a kid. He's still 21. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if next year all of a sudden you see a big blow up. Or even the year after that. Um, this kid just is, has a lot of pressure on him. But I would love to see a little bit more production. At least something yeah. like three in the I mean, 300 average mark in the last yeah, half. Yeah, it's, it, it's just, you know, like, we bat him, you know, fourth a lot of the times. So fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, it's like drive-in area. In in there, like we need to be uh like even if even if the average is low, if you could give me the home runs or you could give me, you know, some power, some doubles. But uh they're not they're not coming right now for Vlad. So I would say we need to get that production by having him hopefully step up. Mm. Um and last question. Last question. Uh the last question comes from Too Cold Atlanta, that is Adam's mom, yeah. uh, and she asks, if you had to do a podcast for another uh, sport and team, what would it be? I guess it would have to be Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm well, gonna... I mean, we we were talking about one day maybe you know even expanding to, you know to to touching on the Maple Leafs. So yeah, that would be that'd be cool. Yeah, Monday. 
Yeah, one one day, <laughs> far far down the line. Yeah, 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 we know a lot about the Maple Leafs. Obviously, like I'm sure that some of our our fans and subscribers are also fans of the Maple Leafs, considering that you know Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, we I I would love to do a podcast one day on yeah. on the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe even the Toronto Raptors if we get into it deep enough. Yeah, it'd have to be one of those things where we're making full time money. You know, we're we're doing this all yeah, the way. Yeah, it's literally like uh, that would that would be the time that this turns into our job. Yeah, it'd be like the Toronto podcast. Yes, <laughs> the yes. Toronto sports podcast. Yes, Toronto today. Yeah, Toronto <laughs> sports today. Yeah, something like yeah, that. You know, yeah. and and we'd be pretty much just doing this now. You know, I work roughly forty hours a week. Yep, same. Adam does roughly the same. Um, you know, that's that's good and all, and I'm happy I have a job, but. Right. It'd be great if that job was this. Yeah, so. this, this is where, like, I, you know, if we're making money for ourselves, that'd be the way to go. Awesome. That'd be the way to go. Awesome. Anyways, guys, so that's our Q&A. Thank you guys so much for sending in all your questions. Uh, we're, we would love to do this again. Let us know what you guys think about the questions. Let us know what you guys think about our responses. If anyone disagrees with us, let us know in the comments down below. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. I feel like uh, we should definitely do this again. Maybe even hop on the live sometime yeah, and, uh, and and get you guys asking questions on our toes. But uh, please make sure to check us out on our Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. And also subscribe and check us out on our Instagram. If we do end up doing something like that, we'll definitely be posting it on there and giving you guys some notice so you can pound us with the hard ones <laughs> and, uh, and, and get us... <laughs> <I don't... laughs> <laughs> literally complete yeah, nice. accent. <laughs> literally complete accent. Thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> and go, Jays, go. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.